0: Back at it again. Yeah. Ali, Disappointing Ali do you equals see freedom. who is with equals us right freedom. now equals in the, the third freedom.
1: Do you see? Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> do you know who we are talking to? We are talking to Akira the Don. Akira! Need, uh, 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 Akira! So Akira <laughs> do you know who Akira the Don is? <laughs> if you don't know who Akira the Don is, check his Wikipedia <laughs> page, you motherfuckers, you inbred
0: twats. <laughs> Never heard of the guy. Yeah, exactly. No. I <laughs> um, wait. Of so course. Is is a the, the, the Don who you are or is this a character you play?
2: Let's get let's get real. Like Yo, would uh, you fucking would you go to Superman and ask Superman, "Yo. Yo, Superman?" Are you Superman or is this a character you play? That would be disrespectful, right, to Superman, right? You wouldn't yeah. do some shit like that. I don't that. mean to disrespect That's, to you, man. Yeah, exactly. Come on, we a kick off, off. Adi versus you know Akira.
1: Come on, rap battle, let's see. Yo, so
2: we, get, we go there. <laughs> That's the vibes already. All, yeah. all right, but
0: the Don has to have come from somewhere, right? You weren't born, Akira, the Don, right? You weren't born with that luscious hair and the neck tattoos and stuff like that. Where did that all start?
2: Yeah, well, I guess there's some kind of, like, DNA thing. That creates follicles, and then like the hair starts to grow. You know what I mean? And then I had an accident with uh, a chemical plant. That's how that's how my had this color, and then suddenly I suddenly had a mullet. You know what I mean? And uh and lo, I was the dawn, and uh it was a beautiful thing. Like I was a cura for a while, and then I added the dawn in a moment of extreme kind of like um, power, whilst in in a, in a yeah, I was in a flow state in the middle of like a, a rap battle and i declared myself <laughs> the dawn you know and oh then my god, and that stuck like, and that's it how it right happened then. so
1: while you were in <laughs> yeah, space, yeah. your flow generated this this
2: title yeah know? yeah yeah that was god Damn. you know what i mean i open i opened myself up to god and uh that's what came through that's what you do right yeah. your your existence is this byzantine conduit of all your experience right yeah. and ideally you you turn yourself in some kind of like precision machine you know there's some elite level machine capable of doing a specific thing in the area of your you know your passion and interest and then you opened yourself up to god and let god create through you you know what i mean and uh, yeah that's yeah. what happened there and Thank
0: that's you. the and that's the the flow state right that's what got you to that to that point can we uh talk about how do you enter the flow state what is the He's, flow
2: state uh, well yeah. you know that's, that's that magical place where everything just flow. You
0: know hmm. what I mean?
2: That's that magical place where everything be flowing. You know what I mean? That's that, that's that, uh, that's where God be hanging out. You know what I mean? That's where the muses Wait. be.
1: This is, it's basically you, yeah, you mean, get to I'm, talk is is to God. Room, like before you enter, you know that.
2: Heaven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, it's <laughs> the, dimensionally, it's there. It's the fifth dimension. The fifth
1: dimension. Uh, I've,
2: I've, I've, I've ascertained, right? So like, uh, the third dimension is the one that we are occupying right now. Mm-hmm. I'm observing right. you in the second dimension, right? Right. 2D. So there's a second. There's a two D representation of mm-hmm. what you are in front of me, yeah. uh, right? And we're, this around me is three D. So the next way of measuring, so you measure things in in like depth and height uh, and width and what have you, right? And that gives you the three. So mm-hmm. for the next one, how else can we measure something? Well, mm-hmm. in time, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Time, you can grow an object, you can change something, move something. So the fourth dimension would be time, right? Mm-hmm. Then beyond that is everything that time exists within, right? So all that exists within time and then intersecting that, that would be the next direction. And uh, that would be where ideas exist, right? That would be where potential exists. That, that's where like all the stuff you could possibly do with everything within time would be, right? So when you're mm-hmm. in the flow state, that's when you have access to all that stuff, and that's when you're navigating. Whoa! That stuff. So wait, but wait, the wait. cool wait, thing wait. is, is, is you went. Part, is that's 4D time
1: and 5D is yeah. Is that is that place in heaven. So that roller coaster to ride where it's like 8D shit. Well, where where does that take me? Like what is that not uh, lap? You know, like talking. To that, that takes you
2: for a ride. <laughs> well, that is? That takes you for a ride because that is bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <That> is- <laughs> Oh shit. I mean you wow. could keep like chopping things, you could keep like dividing things, and around eight, that's probably where you get to God. Yeah. Um uh, mm. although you need to sit down and do the math on that. But certainly <laughs> like the fifth dimension, uh yeah. that's where ideas reside. That's imagination, that's creativity. And uh that's where you be when you get in the zone, right? That's where you have access to. Are you and, are uh, you saying that people... like
0: the ideas are out there and you're just like when you're in that state that you just connect, you become like, it's like swimming in a pool of ideas or something like that. And you're just grabbing the ideas and the, whatever you interact with.
2: Um, yeah, well, that's that's the, that's the undi- yeah Yeah, mm-hmm. in an undisciplined fashion, you would be doing that. You'd be kind of accidentally mm-hmm. flailing around and grabbing things. And the more uh, <laughs> trained you become, the more precision, mm-hmm. the more precise you can be in what you're grabbing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So some people, mm-hmm. they'd be like popping up there accidentally and one of the muses sees them as like, oh, that's that motherfucker. Uh, should, what should we give him? Let's break him off with, I don't know, they chuck something out of the waste paper basket, the motherfucker, right? And he goes back. Mm-hmm. But they keep seeing someone keep turning up. They'd be like, oh shit, maybe we should crack out the good shit for this because this is a bad motherfucker. Look right here, you know what I mean? And then they crack mm-hmm. out like the, the good shit. And then other t- uh, deeper into the situation, that motherfucker be like, what up, muses? I'm going over there because I know what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? And they go straight there. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what you'd be doing. So
1: what are the tools, bro? What are the tools? You got to share, share with us some of the tools to get into the flow state. To get to, you know, you might, well, you've
2: been there, right? And I feel it's different for different people. Maybe. But Mm. uh, you will have been there at some point in your life. So you wanna go, okay, how did I end up there? Right? This is a Mm -hmm. good thing to do in general. Be like, oh, how did I end up there? Times in your life, shit was really fucked up. You go, how did I end up there? You can usually trace a sequence uh, of events and thoughts and all sorts of stuff. For example, uh, in my late teens, I ended up uh, in a squat in London right? Living with some junkies. And, uh, and I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, oh yeah, I can trace that back to being in my late t- in like 16 when I was at school and I was really into Irvin Welsh's train spotting. And mm-hmm. I used to bum off school and I used to go to uh, the Safeway, which is like a, 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 a uh, 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 what do you call it? uh supermarket, a supermarket. Yeah yeah it's brain is confused uh, and i used to go sit in the toilets in there and read this book you know and the book is written in phonetic scottish and so you have to read it yeah. uh you have to be translating in your head because it's written like this your dog and it's literally written in phonetic scottish so reading it properly you will teach yourself a scottish accent right and uh I had a job where I was going door to door selling gas, and I basically assumed that accent because I'd read that mm. regional accents led, uh, did better in sales. right? So I was wandering around the place, pretending to be Scottish, selling mm. gas to people door to door. And sometimes I'd encounter upon an actual Scottish person or couple, and then I'd have to like keep it up in front of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, yeah. But anyway... So, I'm reading Train Spotting and I'm really deep into it and I'm really interested in it and I'm thinking about it and I'm walking around speaking in Train Spotting voice, right? And then a couple of years later, I find myself living in Train Spotting. I find myself living in uh, a squat. Access somehow randomly, I end up in a squat in London with characters from that book with fucking punk type guys with mohawks who are going out every day with fucking bags going to the, going to the boots and scooping things off the shelves to go and buy more smack. And like, I literally there, like with this guy, Anto, and he's like trying to get off smack, just like Renton does in train spotting. And he locks mm-hmm. himself in this room and we have to stop him getting out the room. He's trying to kick the door down and all this type of shit. Like, I literally like thought and then sort of spoke myself into this situation, right? but and you go, what's that got to do with the flow state? Well, and that's a very good question. The point being is in your life <laughs> thank you. You can look the compliments. And you can usually if you think about it long enough, you'll find you'll work out how the fuck you got to where you got to, right? Yeah. So you've mm. been in the flow state at some point in your life. What happened? How did you get there? Mm-hmm. Uh you know there's you're okay. Uh when was I last was time you in the flow state? Yeah. Yeah cool.
0: I'm I'm in the flow state pretty often, so I'm pretty uh, (laughs) – for me, I actually – I was at a uh, Jordan Pearson talk. I saw him a few months ago, and he said something that blew my mind. He was like, the best way to get into the flow state is to treat life like a game, like you're playing with it, like all your relationships, Mm -hmm. like you're playing with it and stuff like that, and just to have fun. And in that um, area where you're relaxed but engaged and happy, that's where you can truly find – flow state. So I always try to do that. And so um, like any activity I do, like this podcast flow state Mm
2: -hmm. right now,
0: (laughs) when I'm working out, I'm in flow state. I'm not thinking about what's happening before what's happening after. (laughs) I'm just in it. I am one with the Taekwondo. You know what I mean? Right, so, so there's your key
2: right it's it's the yeah. not thinking is the main thing yeah. so yeah this it's i love it when uh peterson and and watts here intersect which they do so often so often <laughs> people are like how do you how do you align peterson and watts they're like no they they're very they they intersect uh like dimensionally all the time mm-hmm. but there's one aspect uh watts was always talking about play and the importance of play and about how existence is fundamentally a dance and a play. Uh, and every aspect of matter works in that fashion and the, the waves that interact and harmonize to create everything from a DNA level, like uh, from the micro to the macro, that's how it works. So when you do that, that's how it works. You start harmonizing with infinity. You start harmonizing with God. Uh, so a yes, if you want to get into a flow state, uh, it's helpful to, it's easiest to do it with something that you really enjoy. You can do it with anything, but it's easiest to do it with something you really enjoy. And, uh, you know, the first thing you need to be doing is removing friction on a practical level is removing friction. Say, for example, you really enjoy podcasting and you can get into a really deep flow state doing podcasting. What will pull you out of that? Like a technical failure or something, right? Right. Totally. Some Mm -hmm. kind of fucking issue, right? So Mm -hmm. you want to be removing friction in every aspect of your life, wherever you can. And if you have a specific thing you want to be getting into a flow state with, you want to make sure that there is zero distractions and friction in that specific, uh, activity and a friction can be incompetence not just technological right you're just not fucking good enough yet so the better you get at a thing the deeper into a flow state you're able to get if you keep practicing on that thing and keep improving yourself and that Mm -hmm. gun down suit thing we were talking about earlier that vessel that thing that you because what you're going to be doing is opening yourself up to god and there's lots of different ways of sort of describing what i mean by god here but you i think you get the idea right Mm -hmm. It's that that connection if, uh, to that.
1: What about if the uh, flow state the trigger for flow state for you is more chaotic energy than uh, relaxing?
2: The trigger for it? Yeah. As in like around
1: some some sort of chaos.
2: Well, they're kind of the same thing on a micro and a macro level, so like intense chaos of say like a concert mm-hmm. with like a thousand people all mashed together or rah, 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 or a dance, right? Uh that could be seem chaotic, although it's all focused on one thing, isn't it? Right? Yeah. So it's a focusing that chaos. So it doesn't, you know, there's you don't need to, you could have a flow state in a very still place with maybe a babbling brook and the odd parrot squawking or something, right? Uh, it's the focus on whatever you're doing, because in the focus on what it is, everything else ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. And then the deeper into that you can go, uh, the more real it becomes and uh, the less... And all everything else is friction essentially that drops away. So it's about it's getting as deep into the moment as possible and that applies to everything in life right The deeper into the moment you are uh, the better everything is, the more glittering everything is the more powerful everything is, the more like exciting the more true uh, mm-hmm. anx- like anxiety and sorrow uh, grief, depression, all of these things exist outside of the moment right? There are like, you're, you're, so, you're sad about something that happened, or you're worrying about something that's going to happen. All of these things exist outside of this moment. So those things are the inverse of that. And the ideal uh, is to exist in what some call flow state at all times, right? And the more you do, the more, say you start doing it with an aspect of your life, it'll start filtering into other parts of your life, and it'll start affecting everything around you. And It'll end up going into your family and your surroundings. It'll end up going into your friends. It'll end up going into your interactions. And uh, you'll be like a a gleaming ball of light in the world, uh, infecting everything around you. And that's a nice thing to be, you know?
0: Wow, Akira. I mean, some you got to take your own voice and remix that and do a DJ, you know, like a, <laughs> a lo-fi <laughs> yeah, meaning wave version of Akira the Don of your well, it's own. a good thing we recorded <laughs> this so
1: we can uh, you can <laughs> Yes, just exactly. slap <laughs> on some uh, crazy beat and we'll see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, right. wh- I first I first heard about your music like 4 to 5 years ago. Uh, when I was in college and I first heard the Jordan Peterson, um, music and that was awesome. And for years I've been listening to it. And like most recently, like me and my, my, uh, workout buddies would go to the gym in the morning. We'd wake up at 5. a.m., get in the car, go to the gym and just blast the Jocko link, anything Jocko link you got the discipline equals freedom equals freedom (laughs) (laughs) and it would get us in such the zone. Yeah, exactly. To the event, yeah. you know what I mean. It really is like a the best pre-workout ever. So, um, does it, music is listen? a conduit. <laughs> music is in a that conduit. fashion. As we were talking mm-hmm. earlier,
2: music is um, one way of thinking about music. Is it is a way of describing the indescribable. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a conduit to the divine. It's a, it's a you know mm-hmm. it's, it's a way of experiencing something that cannot otherwise be experienced. Yeah, that cannot mm-hmm. be described. That can only be experienced in that manner. Uh mm-hmm. is is quite the thing. You know, and in that in that aspect, you can literally use it to just shortcut yourself into a certain state, to just transport Whoa. yourself into a certain state. Similarly, you can use it as a time travel device. Yes. If you like listen to some shit. What was that I heard the other day? A Manic Street Preacher song came on that I hadn't heard on its on a shuffle playlist and I hadn't heard it since uh, I was 16 and I just left home and I was in my first little bedsit and I was instantly transported back to that place. I closed my eyes I could look around and see the room I was in and I could like little things that you shouldn't be able to remember like the placement of patches on the wall and like uh, where the cereal was in the in the cupboard and stuff of that the nature. because I didn't you, overuse right? Yeah, I didn't overuse that album. Like The way I work with music is like I'll find a record, I'll really li- enjoy it, i listen to it quite a lot for a short burst of time, then I'll move on, I'll find something else. Yeah. And I find that when you do that, if you then put that record on years, years later, it will transport you back to the moment when you were first listening to it, mm-hmm. and that time and that place, and you as well, and you can explore yourself as, as what you were at that point. Maybe there's an aspect of yourself that that could be useful for something you're doing now. You know, I've done this specifically with music. I wanted to, when I was making that Marcus Aurelius album, I wanted it to have partly some of the vibe that I had when I was making Oh, What a Glorious Thing and my first rap songs back in like 2003 when I was living in, um, in, uh, on, uh, Kingsland road, you know? So I put on the music I was listening to at that point, which was a couple of specific MF Doom records. And I was transported back to that place and I closed my eyes and I looked around and I, soaked in everything. And I went on some little, I walked down the road that I used to live on and I cycled up the hill that I used to cycle up and I went to the charity shop I used to go to in my mind, you know, and then I came back here and I had that feeling and that power that I did at that point And I put that into that record, you know,
0: you. and, um,
2: so that shit works.
0: Wow. It's, uh, why is it that some songs, specific songs can resonate with uh, a lot of people? <clears throat> and some, you know, less so, you know, it's more individual. I mean, you've been doing music for a long time. You've made many track, many, many, many tracks. Some of them mm-hmm. are like, you know, they really catch a popularity wave, and I hear them everywhere, you know, and me and my friends share them. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it's not like, I mean, it seems like if you if it's the same thing, process, and you're just getting better and better and better, then that would mean that, you know, in some way you'd be able to replicate you know <laughs> some kind of effect over and over but it seems like there's something else there more than just you the artist and um you know and the art well, you can you made. can
2: yeah you can replicate an effect over and over it's a mm. weird thing to do because it seems like a waste of time mm. uh, although i kind of get what you mean on, on a certain level if you're trying to ask, like i'm going to make just incredibly popular songs some people mm-hmm. do do that you know mm. and you can do that Mm -hmm. Um, the, what I'm engaged in is not just doing that. There are other things to explore and, you know, there are certain, uh, the way that art works in a way is like art is a mirror, right. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, you look at it and you see yourself and you see where you are, or you can see where you're falling short or you can see what you're aspiring to. But one way of thinking about art is, is a mirror in that regard. Right. And sometimes for a certain point in your life, you're going to need something to show you where you are and you're doing the right thing, but it's not going to make sense to you at any other point, right? Mm. It's only going to make sense to you at a certain point in your life when you've reached a certain level of understanding or you have certain things going on around you. Some art just works for a moment in time, and it's not going to work for every single person. It's only going to work for a certain kind of person who's had a certain kind of experience. Uh, And it's really good to do that and to have that, you know, because uh, it can get lonely otherwise, you know? Mm -hmm. And we uh, we all need that. Now, some, uh, some mythology, the whole point of mythology, right? Uh, there's multiple points, but one of the main points is to encapsulate the knowledge of the society in something that can be understood by a child, right? So Pinocchio is very, very compressed and very, very deep and has a whole load of stuff in it, which will then uh, transmute this knowledge of the society, morality, uh, all, these, all these concepts to a small child. And he can watch that and he can un- understand a whole load of shit that, like, it would take decades to actually explain to a person. But you know that from watching that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a larger story is something, you know, think of the way, say, something like S- something like Star Wars is structured mm-hmm. in that you can watch that when you're a kid and it will make a certain kind of sense to you and you, you'll, uh, you'll uh, associate or identify with a certain character. And at a later point in your life, you'll look at it again and you'll identify with a different character. And if you don't, it means you've not progressed. If you're still identifying with Luke Skywalker in in your 40s, like and you're watching Star Wars, you have not fucking progressed and something has gone horribly wrong in your life, right? And this is something we see in our society all over the place. We have a whole fucking swathe of motherfuckers who have not progressed past Luke Skywalker right and they really should be Obi-Wan Kenobi and the fuck out of stuff by this point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my That's god. That's probably yeah?
2: <laughs> Just roasted all the Star Wars fans. Oh wow. Okay,
0: why no. is it that wait, wait, then? Wait, wait. I have a question, I
1: have a question. <laughs> yeah, go side, go for it. You mentioned squatting earlier and first I don't know why but I've been curious about this for a bit. How does someone find the house that they can squat in? Like how, what is the co- what is the fucking planning that goes into that?
2: There was no planning for me. I t- I was uh, <laughs> I was supposed to be staying with a girl that I'd met at a show and this girl had said I could come stay with her and I, I was not living in London at the time, right? Uh, so I turn up in London with my bag and I turn up at this chick's door and she's like, oh, no, 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 you can't stay. She's got like some new boyfriend or something. I don't, know. I don't know what it was, right? So then I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm in London. Uh, I have a small bag. I've moved here. What do I do? So I sort of wandered around and I was just wandering around and I walked by Turnpike Lane station and there was this punk guy there, this big, tall, like green Mohawk motherfucker that I'd manifested from
1: reading really <laughs> fucking Trainspotting.
2: Trainspotting. Yeah, exactly. And he just asked me a question and I sort of put on my Scottish accent default. I was like, I can't even remember what I said. I have to, I have to listen to a record to take me back to that moment to remember exactly what I said. But I replied to him in my Scottish voice and he said... He was Northern Irish, and he goes, oh, my girlfriend's Scottish. Where are you? Which part of Scotland you're from?" I can't do the Northern, Northern <laughs> Irish. I need to read some Northern Irish written book. And um, I said, oh, I'm from Falkirk. And he's like, that's where she's from. I was like, oh, fuck. He's like, oh, what are you up to? And we just got chatting, and he was like, oh, you, you know, I, was, I told him what happened. He was like, oh, come stay at ours. And he, was, he had a squat, basically. And uh, what they did, they just found some council house that no one was in and just bust the door down and lived in it and just got a new lock. So how long did you have to keep up with the Scottish
1: accent in front of (laughs) them?
2: The whole time I was there, it was like three months. It was like three months. It took three months till I got a job uh, at uh, at like a PR company that was doing PR for books. And I got a job as like an administrating photocopy boy at one of those places. And then that got me enough money to be able to get my own flat with a homie of mine who also wanted to move to London. Yeah, and when I moved out, it was real sad, you know, because the TV I'd I'd got a TV from I guess the place I was working or something, and uh, I was taking the TV, and they really loved this TV. <laughs> they really loved to like bang up some smack and lie down on the floor and nod off and watch the TV. And little Joe, who's the chick from Falkirk, who's going, no, don't take the telly. Could-? And I, I did, and I felt like such a fucking asshole afterwards. I should have <laughs> just left him the fucking telly. Like they've given me <laughs> so much. Mm-hmm. They gave me so much, and I took the fucking telly like a asshole. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a lot of, like, comic debt reconstruction shit to, like, fix that. That was a terrible thing I did. Yeah, God wow. bless her. But, uh, yeah.
0: And uh, how'd <laughs> you get from the UK to LA, right? And that's That was your next step?
2: No, yeah. fuck no. No, there oh, were no. many steps. Oh, yeah. There was many steps along the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But eventually you know that was the beginning of London, and I was in London for thirteen years and by the end of london uh I had a wife and a, and a son mm. you know so i I'd, I'd gone from from you know the squat to the to the top of a kebab shop actually, was where me and my wife were living and uh we actually got kicked out of that at just no zero notice, but that was because that's what we wanted, i guess anyway <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> well why <laughs> you really,
2: <laughs> well because you well i'd real we'd realized i'd been going to the u.s for various things over the years um and i'd noticed this pattern of when i was in the u.s like uh lots of opportunities were presented themselves and, and life was much nicer than it was in in the uk where where they had this thing called tall poppy syndrome and they get pissed off if you start doing well and like you know what I mean? If you, like, dress... If you don't wear one of these deflated bubble wrap jackets or whatever the fuck they all wear, they'll, like, they'll literally wind down a window and, like, throw a brick at you <laughs> out of the car window. You know what I mean? That literally <laughs> happened to me once. I was on tour. I was, like, in fucking, like, Swindon or something. And, like, someone literally, like, rolled down a car window, threw a brick, shouting, fuck it <laughs> And, uh... It didn't hit me, but it, like, grazed my backing singer. And she was very upset, poor girl. You know, but, um... Anyway, I found that, when, but inversely, when I was in like Los Angeles, someone would pull up in a car and they'd wipe down the window and go, Hey, you're really cool. Do you want to come to a party? You know, it's very different. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow. And
2: I had like, you know, various, yeah, I had like various opportunities for like DJing and stuff of that nature. I was like, to mm-hmm. my, and, um, and I did a show in London and it was just incredibly catastrophic, just beautifully, poetically awful. And uh, afterwards, I said to my wife, we really should just move to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. What had happened was I read a Charles Bukowski short story and Mm -hmm. uh, he'd been to like some orgy and like someone tried to suck his dick or something, (laughs) you know, some terrible things had happened and he'd like Uh stumbled home (laughs) and like fallen into his bed. And then he'd woken up at noon and sort of looked around and sort of taken his shit and then gone back to bed. He goes back to bed and like pulls the sheet over his head and he says, life is as kind as you let it be. And I thought, fuck yes, that's true. That's so true. Why am I fucking around in London where it's all miserable and everyone's angry all the time? And I could just like literally just go to Los Angeles where it's sunny and everyone is like uh, interested in what you're up to and there are opportunities. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, oh, wow. so we decided that. And then we got immediately, almost immediately after making that decision, we got kicked out of that, the flat, you know? So I was like, all right, shit, better really make this happen.
0: Yeah. So got that's it cracking hateful, and made yeah. it happen. Yeah, and yeah, destiny yeah. yeah exactly it's kind of magical and so i mean you ended up in la you've been djing right making uh music mm. making money making music mm. and uh yeah. yeah uh one night many years ago uh you came up with you mixed jordan peterson and some lo-fi music and the birth of meaning wave right mm. um Dude. when it when did you like could you explain understand what meaning wave is kind of but i would like to hear from you like what is meaning wave and how did, uh, like, when did that happen? Obviously the Jordan Peterson thing, but then when did it become more of a concrete idea in your head? Like, oh, this is something that's uh, important.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the basics of it, which is essentially, uh, using, uh, speech, uh, as the vocals, like I'd been doing that for a long time and that was inspired by A lot of the records I used to listen to when I was like 11, Mm -hmm. Uh, around 91, 92. I was listening to a lot of Ice Cube. I was listening to Ice-T. I was listening to Manic Street Preachers. I was listening to Morrissey. I was listening to a lot of stuff. But the things I really, the albums I really liked, one thing they had in common was like skits. Uh, Like sampled Uh bits of old films or old interviews that would tie the whole thing together thematically. And uh, I really liked that. And very early on, I thought, well, what if that was the whole song? And I realized relatively recently when it like when um the first song I made was in a music lesson in school when we were very small and uh people were doing things with instruments and stuff and I was interested in tape recorders and because I had that's what I had in the crib. I didn't have any instruments, but we had tape recorders and I used to like taping things onto a tape and then cutting it and sellotaping it and making little loops like that and copying things from one tape to another. And I did a little sequence where I essentially made a sort of rough sort of production and I recorded the TV that was talking about war breaking out in Eastern Europe over the top of that. And that was the song. So I'd always been doing that. And when I was making my first rap mixtapes as a rapper, uh, sometimes I would just be like, well, what if this track didn't have me rapping on it and it was all skit? It was like all a recording. And one of them, for example, was Jack Kirby talking about how he created the Marvel and DC universes, mm-hmm. how Galactus already existed to it, and uh, things of that nature, and that was like a whole song. So my mixtapes would have whole songs that were just that were uh, vocal samples over, um, over music, incorporated with music and kind of chopped up rhythmically and stuff of that nature. So I was always doing that. And when I did that Peterson one, it was an exercise wherein I did three things in a week, and uh, I wanted to see which one hit. Because I'd heard James Altucher say you should quadruple down on what works, mm-hmm. and I did one song sampling Jordan Peterson, and I did one song sampling Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and I mm-hmm. did one song sampling a BBC radio uh, com- comedy uh, th- thing of a woman talking about the concept of hiraith. and the Peterson one just really fucking smacked, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to do a whole. What if I did a whole? whole tape, not just a song. What if I did a whole 60 minute thing that was not singing and rapping, but that was this thing that I've been doing in smaller pieces. And that was really dope and really hit. And I found it was really cool for me because I found that I was able to really easily imbue the messages. uh, You know, That was another thing I was up to at the time was I'd heard Scott Adams talking about affirmations and talking about writing down your intent or writing down things you wanted to learn or what have you which is how I did my exams. For my exams, I just read my notes over ambient music and played it when I went to sleep. So I was already aware of music being a powerful delivery mechanism, but I wanted to go, okay, I want my life to be in a certain way and and certain things need to happen. I have a son now, I have a wife that I have to look after. I need to level up quite considerably. How can I get this knowledge that I need into me? And I realized, oh, what if I put that stuff, the stuff I want to learn and become into the music? But if I reverse engineer what I want to become, and work out the smartest people on earth who've worked these things out, and turn those into songs, and and in the process of making and listening to that, I will better imbue those ideas and and that potentiality. So that's what I did, you know, and I found that it worked. And uh, very quickly, I found it worked, and I also found that it worked for other people. So I went in on that and was refining that process over the course of the next. From like 2017 through 2018. In 2018, February of 2018, I decided to go all in and just be like, okay, what if, what if I didn't just do this? What if I, what if I got in the zone? I realized I'd been in the zone when I made a couple of those records. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what if I just got in the zone and stayed there and did not leave and just kept moving and kept creating of what, what could happen? You know, what could happen if I just got into that place, that magical place? What if I broke into the fifth dimension and just fucking stayed there and refused to leave and just kept hanging out in there, uh, making as much as I could uh, at as high a level as I could? I figured I'd I'd develop the skills to be able to do that by that point, um, which I had in an intense period from from uh, 2014 to twenty 2013 to 2017, 2013. Yeah, I would basically stopped rapping and just focused purely on instrumental music. Cause at that point I realized I wasn't smart enough to make the album I wanted to make. i would made two albums, one about the perspective of an individual coming into the world child easy. I've been one of them. The next was about the point when you realize you're interfacing with something grander, uh, which is the realization you have as you become a sort of young adult. And then the third one I wanted to make, I realized I wasn't smart enough to make that record yet. I hadn't had enough life experience. So I stopped rapping, just focused on, on the music. So by the time Meaning Wave, I came up with that idea, I'd got real, real, real good at the music, you know? And Mm -hmm. I had this massive backlog of instrumentals and instrumental ideas that I'd built up. And Meaning Wave was perfect to use all that stuff that I'd learned and all that music I'd built up, you know? Uh, So that's what I was doing. And then I did that whole zone inhabitation, uh, hyper productivity initiative, February, 2018. And if you look at the catalog at that point, you can see I'll start basically dropping albums like every month and the quality starts like rapidly ramping up. And these things really become more songs. You know, that really happened with that what's wave dreams record,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: the any dream you wanted song. That I was like, yeah. Oh shit, this is a fucking record. This is like, mm-hmm. a this is an actual real, real song record. Like, and I just kept working on that and, fine tuning that and everything I made, I would learn something new and make sure that I learned something new. One thing about uh, the zone things we were talking about earlier that we did not mention is it's necessary to have one foot in chaos and one foot in order to Mm. be in the zone. You will fall out of the zone if you're too competent and you're not doing anything dangerous. Mm -hmm. To be in the zone, I I, I discovered this DJing. I really discovered this DJing because I'd see incredible DJs not creating transcendent experiences. It's like, how can you not create a transcendent experience? You're a brilliant DJ. And they'd be playing brilliant records, but it was the magic was not there. And it's like, oh, because they're just doing the same fucking thing. Once I once I was around these people enough, I'd see they were just hitting play on playlists, right? It's like you can't create that transcendent magic without having some kind of danger. In the context of a DJ, you need to be trying new records, playing things you've never played before, mm-hmm. trying different combinations, so on and so forth, do you think you'd uh, never which use, is what I always did. Do you
1: think you'd ever use like kind a... Of- Oprah singing sample?
2: Would I? Yeah. Yeah, I have done. Oh, God, I haven't
1: heard that song.
2: I think there's one on one of the Jocko songs. Like, yeah, I've been using shit like that all the time.
0: Oh, wow. But yeah, Yeah, anyway, like, I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) you've been doing it since, like, I mean, you described twenty eighteen is when you got into that the hyper focus mode, right? And that's February twenty
2: eighteen I said, yeah, I'm doing hyper-productive. I'm gonna get in the zone, I'm not gonna leave, I'm gonna keep fucking moving. I'm gonna right. see how, how deep this rabbit hole goes. And that or was five years ago. That's
0: yeah. like five that's years ago, right? Still in the zone? Yeah. And and this whole thing, <laughs> you're still in the zone. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. I'm just yeah. imagining what would it be like five years from now. You know what I mean? It just it just feels <clears throat> like this is just the beginning of an inkling of just what Meaning mm. Wave is. I mean, and my, mm-hmm. like what I love about your music is that like, there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's so much music out there and so much beautiful music of all kinds of genres, you know, but a lot of the mainstream music is, uh, let's say about whatever drugs and sex, whatever, <laughs> you know, for example, but your music really Swag. resonates drugs. Drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <Swag>. <laughs> but you're, yeah. You, and that's dope. it's It's that's an important part of life. you do. Yeah. Obviously, obviously it's an important part of life. But it's like Yeah, but
2: it's like there are more <laughs> there is more to life. You know what I mean? There are many rooms in the mansion, mm-hmm. it says in the Bible. You know what I mean? But it seems that we only seem to be looking through the keyhole of one of these fucking rooms, and there's so many rooms in the mansion. You know what I mean? And like I was saying earlier as well. Uh, specific to the point of life you're at. So yeah, if you're like some mm. horny little motherfucker <laughs> like, uh, and that's your experience, like mm. then li- little pump speaks to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Little pump is speaking to your soul. <laughs> that makes sense. But you- that's not everything. That's not the whole of life. There is so much more. And like I was saying, music is such a fucking powerful delivery mm-hmm. mechanism yeah. for idea. So mm-hmm. powerful. So and- un. Fathomably powerful. It's not something that's talked about, and it really should be. But there's obviously reasons for that. You know what I mean? I want to say
0: that people. Like, what do you mean, reasons for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Why is it like, not being discussed as 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 much? Like, like imagine how powerful it is. You know, the stuff that you do, and imagine you and a bunch of other people doing the, the meaning wave stuff, coming together and doing a show and something like that. How transcendent that entire experience would be is unfathomable. You know.
2: Yeah, and, they don't uh, want you having transcendent experiences. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't, you know they don't. They don't want you having access. <laughs> they don't want having you having access all. to such powerful
1: stuff. You know what I mean? Fuck them all, <laughs> bro! Oh why why <laughs> are restricting us from these these, these experiences yeah. that we need? Why do we have to stay, yeah. these, uh, these horny little boys, why do we have to stay as horny little boys watching fucking Little Pong? Yeah, you know <laughs> why! You know
2: they want you, they want you to yeah. stay as a horny little boy. They want you, who's that stupid motherfucker who keeps making videos about how Andrew happy is he doesn't have kids? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that fucking actor guy, uh, he keeps making these videos about how happy he is that he doesn't have kids and he always looks like he's about to cry. Uh, <laughs> fucking Seth, rog- Seth Rogen he's always no! Seth oh he's always God, on no. this like oh yeah Heartbreak. I'm so happy I don't have kids my wife and I just lie around in bed smoking no. weed watching cartoons <laughs> you uh-huh. fucking baby and they want you like that because you're no threat to them right a fucking society of little babies lying around in bed jerking off watching cartoons and shit all their whole fucking life <laughs> is no threat to nobody you, ain't, you can't fucking overthrow a fucking despotic regime in that state you know what yeah. I mean? Those dudes ain't mm-hmm. doing shit. The most fucking terrifying thing to a despotic force is the actualized human individual. So- you know what I mean? Akira. That fucking warrior poet that Socrates spoke of. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want no warrior poets rampaging around the place, listening King to King wave, being epic, kicking <laughs> up fucking bench-pressing buses and shit, right? They don't want you bench-pressing buses, Right, that's your birthright. It's your birthright to bench press a bus. (laughs) Right? And they've taken that shit from you. Do not put up with that, baby. You are you are meant for greater. Do not fuck what's that great quote? Like, what a fucking tragedy for a man to grow old and not know of what that of which his body is capable. You know what I mean? That's so true. And his (laughs) Mm -hmm. mind is so sad. Oh, my Lord. Fucking Seth Rogen is fucking Jack and of watching cartoons bullshit. No! Oh, Yo!
1: no. Yeah. <laughs> what, you, what kind of porn oh do god. you think he masturbates to? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to allow
2: that. No. Oh my I god! I told you earlier. You manifest shit. You got to be careful. you be thinking about stuff it will come into your life. I was just yep. reading a fucking book. And I fucking that shit became my life. You gotta be careful about what you're reading. You gotta be Mm -hmm. careful about what you're listening to. You gotta be careful about what you're imagining. Don't be imagining that. I'm just reading. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't even think about (laughs) it. (laughs) You'll get fucking. You'll get put in the (laughs) back of a bus and you'll end up on fucking Pornhub, (laughs) right? Fucking the object <laughs> of the desires of oh. that weird guy so, that that's creepy that's not even a guy by that point that's fucking that's like vaguely sentient soy you don't know what to be you don't want to be I'm the gonna... object of the desire of vague vaguely sentient soy beings.
1: you know what i mean so, so, oh! so wait, 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 wait. I, I just want to i want to try to understand a few things from my analysis <laughs> from what you were saying is resisting that's temptation good. is like is the main thing for you to become more clear-minded, more open-minded, more understanding of what the fuck is going on and what you can actually do. Yeah, I don't
2: think I said that, but that's true.
1: (laughs) No, no, no. This is my analysis. That's what what you said. Yeah, you're right. That's true. To
2: summarize to my dumb brain so
1: I can understand shit, you know.
2: Yeah, that's taken, that's been, you know, if you ain't got power over yourself, how can you expect to have power over anything at all? And anyway, it's yourself that does the creating. So you have to take full control of yourself. If you have not got control of yourself, like you cannot expect anything other than the sort of miserable outcome of which we just spoke <laughs> being bundled into the back of a black van and uh, forced to perform like a fucking wet, horny seal for uh, creepy, childless weirdos. You know what I mean? So you have to take, you know, it's the old, it's the classic if a man with no plan is no man. But if you do not have a plan, someone else is going to make a plan for you, right? The world will ask you who you are. And if you do not know, it will tell you right that I think that was young and uh or Nietzsche one of those motherfuckers and that's really (laughs) really 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 true you know what I mean if you're not like actively for example you can just think about this in your own life right if you ain't monitoring your thoughts Mm. your head will just start going in all sorts of weird crazy directions and flipping through weird movies you watched or weird nonsense or like focusing on one thing and then building that up in some weird nightmare thing. If you're not actively monitoring what's going on in here at all times, it will do some weird fucking shit. And the problem is, is what goes on in here ends up being what goes on out there. Right. And there's various reasons for that. But like, you know, you you, what you're focusing on is what you start to see and what you start to interact with. And you will start bringing all sorts of creepy shit into your life if you're not paying attention. Yeah. Right. So you've got to be fully fucking vigilant at all times. If you are not like in control of your physical being, it will become it will start to fucking revolt against you. You know what I mean? It will start Mm -hmm. to really like start taking revenge on your lack of care and attention and make things very, very difficult and unpleasant for you. You know what I mean? Like you got to be in full control at all times. Like if you are not uh, actively in control of your being, something else will be. My grandma used to talk about spirits. You know what I mean? Why they called booze spirits. And she would say why they called it spirits is because when you got out of your head, what they call it out of your head, something else would go in there and start mm. fucking joyriding. Right. So when you have them blackout drunk things, it's like, that ain't you. That's some demons joyriding around in your fucking gun down suit of a body. Right. Or fucking fat suit of a body, whatever you've done with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Uh, so like, if you're not fully, if you yeah. ain't fully controlling this thing, something else will, the second you allow a little space and leeway, it's like water. Right, it's mm-hmm. like the way I'd be treat i be building a studio, right? And it's like any tiny hole, sound will get out. It's mm. like water, right? And it's the same with you. Any tiny hole, the fucking demons will get in there and they'll run amok. Right? So you've got to be fucking vigilant unless you wanna be full of fucking demons fucking running amok with you. I, I don't. Right? I swear I don't. I don't want I don't <laughs> yeah, want to Yeah, exactly. Demons. Keep I the stay away. Meet,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Or anything else. So yeah. it seems like you've really everyone influences you, right? You're always getting influenced by something. It seems like you just curated it so that your influences are positive influences. Yeah, exactly. In your life. Well,
2: so the, you just <laughs> yeah. you need to have an aim and reverse mm-hmm. engineer that aim and be like, what mm. will get me to that yeah. aim? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so in a basic level you go, okay, I don't, well, I don't want to be weak no more. I want to be strong. My aim is be strong. So you go, well, what do you have to do to be strong? Pick up heavy mm-hmm. shit every day okay and eat protein right so you go okay every day i'm going to pick up something heavy and fucking eat a cow right and you do that through discipline but it very quickly becomes habit and then that habit will just carry you to your fucking aim right so you go aim reverse engineer aim discipline create habit boom but you got to be vigilant because like new habits will form very very quickly if you're not paying attention so you got to be monitoring that shit at all times right and then the other thing is with regards Uh to what we were talking about Mm -hmm. is like it's Because that's a very simplistic, but it's like, okay, what people do you need around you? What guidance do you need? Who do you need to be listening to? Like, what ideas do you need to be having in your life to get you where you want to go, to turn you into the thing that you want to be, to create the bad motherfucker that exists in potential, just like Michelangelo's David existed in that rock. That was a fucking rock, right? And he just teased out that beautiful thing, balls and all, you know what I mean? He teased out that beautiful thing that existed in the rock and it was always there, right? That's what I'm saying when I'm talking about the fourth dimension, right? <laughs> yeah. When I'm talking about like, all that stuff is in the fourth dimension. You get right. to choose how you rearrange it. The idea of the fourth dimensional thing and the fifth dimensional thing, my bad. When you're talking about like predetermined this, it's like God having a plan, all that type of stuff. So God's plan is like, you got a rock, David's in it, You get to choose if you tease it out or not. It's still in it. It always was, and it always will be. God made it so. God said, David is in that rock. It's up to you. You have the free will, right, in this existence to bring that motherfucker out of the rock. And you do that with yourself. You do that with everything in your life. You have the free will to bring into being that which exists. If you step out of this dimension we're in, it's there, right? It's yours for so the taking. So that's what you do. It's yours for the taking. So everything, mm-hmm. every aspect, everything you could dream of is real. It exists, right? <laughs> Outside of if you step out of this dimension and look look in, you can see it, it's there. The bad motherfucker you always wanted to be is there. Everything you've ever wished to, to, uh, to hold in your hand is there. You just have to fucking take it. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I feel it's very <laughs> It's building It's in my bones. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, I want to hurt oh out God. my stomach and just
1: like swallow it. I don't know. I do like... <laughs>
0: yeah, literally. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I do want to share uh,
1: like something that friend, Go a friend a of mine, told me that. Um, so I'm kind of paraphrasing. Like, I don't remember exactly what they said, but they were talking about how for someone to become, you know, to achieve something. has to do with their potential some that they're accomplishing a new level or like reaching a new a new upgrade upgraded version of themselves they have to experience maybe one of the worst experiences of their lives they just have Mm. to go through something that will crush their soul completely destroy them and they build themselves up from the start from there from scratch Mm. because you just once you're coming back from that period in your life, you're coming back without the idea of like any of the temptations that you have previously had. You, you no longer have like this urge to just seek luxuries and seek these services or products or basically following your basic temptations that you've been taught growing up as a child. And I wanna I wanna see you kind of like what's your perspective
2: on that? Uh, I would say there's some truth in that. Um, although it's not it doesn't always happen. I've seen people lose everything and then continue to fucking flail around like dummies yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and not learn the lessons. And you'll keep getting presented with the lesson until you learn it. That is how life works. <laughs> and it is very true that the mm-hmm. the keys to our ultimate liberation, are always contained in that which was created to enslave us and the keys to our greatest victories are always in our greatest trials and when you go and it's really something really cool to know because if you're going through a bad time and things are really unpleasant it's really cool to know that in the future you will look back upon that time as being the time that gave you what you needed to achieve your freedom and achieve that which you always wanted and desired
1: and it really is the case
2: you know uh, if Again. you're going through hell, keep going because on the other side is greatness. Do you mind me asking and what that,
1: was your greatest temptation that you got rid of?
2: Well, everything, every every sin known to man. At some point, I, I had, <laughs> you know, I, I had to work through every single thing, and I continue to. Yeah. There is no, you know, there is no nirvana. At that point, you cease to be. You know, when I'm done, I'll die, and then it will be on to the next venture. I'll put down the telescope and and I'll continue. Uh, on the voyage, you know what I mean. But uh, in this realm, this is what we're always doing. This is you're constantly burning off the deadwood, and you're always doing it. And you'll get to a new state of of awareness, and you'll look back on the old one and be like, "What the fuck was that?" And then you'll do the same thing again on the one that you think is really cheetah, really cool. Be like, "Oh yeah, I'm fucking epic." Now uh, it's a constant. You have to constantly be dying and being reborn, like daily. And that's what that's one of the messages of Christ that's part of what you're what you're learning there when you that's part of what that that is about right you have to you have to constantly be dying and resurrecting yourself you have to constantly be allowing you to die and be reborn and if you get really fucking micro that's how existence works everything is is being born and reborn in like a fucking tiny fraction of a second every mm-hmm. at every moment right that's the fucking oscillation that's the wave that's what this all is so uh you have to die and you have to you know, be reborn constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. And again, that goes back to what we were talking about. Uh, the purpose of myth, you need things to, you need, you need, uh, as a mirror to be able to look at it and be like, yeah, I've died. It, I've been dying enough. Oh shit. If you've not fucking died, if you're still hanging around in the same fucking state, if you have not, you know, died and been reborn and you can just see you're still a fucking baby, uh, then you might need to do some shit, you know, but here's the thing. Uh, People get it a bit confused, and I have done in my life. I did when I was very young. I was like, well, shit, it's very important. Everyone I like and everyone, I, everyone I'm interested in has gone through extreme suffering. I, too, must go through extreme suffering. And I, I I, I manifested extreme suffering in my life. There was unnecessary. Not all suffering is necessary, right? Not all suffering is necessary. And as I said earlier, a lot of unnecessary suffering exists. Uh, is a byproduct of of existing outside the moment, right? So that's one aspect It's like, you do not fucking have to go off and like get arrested and get beaten up and get in all manner of trouble. So you've got a story to tell and be like a valuable artist. That's not necessary. Right. There's other fucking things that you can do. You don't have to create unnecessary suffering, unnecessary mayhem, unnecessary tragedy in the world in order to grow as a person, in order to create things of value, in order to tap into that thing that we were talking about earlier, which allows you to bring manifest into this world, artistic creations of value, uh, you know, and that's the thing where people get fucked up and the whole entertainment industry like feeds this myth. And I was really yeah. on that for a while. you know. I
0: was, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, like, tell I me was, about it. I was reading my Hunter S. Thompson and thinking, fuck, that's what I need to do. I'm fucking 16 years old running around acting like Hunter S. Thompson. Like, he's fucking retarded. Like, unnecessary. <laughs> like, you don't have really to do
1: that.
0: <laughs> wow. It's, it's so funny because the Oscars were like, what, two days ago and stuff like that. And, you know, it's like none of those stories we're talking about like the epic myths you know none Mm -hmm. of them are in the oscars and any of those movies i'm not sure if you follow up on any of that stuff but what i wanted to know (laughs) i didn't didn't hear about that (laughs) shit
2: the only time i hear about shit like that is like when outrage accounts on twitter post shit going don't you see this awful thing (laughs) (laughs) it's the only time i hear about that kind of shit like Mm -hmm. i ain't no fucking that like fake george fucking fake boy george looking ass Found Sam Sneed Smith thing, whatever it is. <laughs> I didn't know, <that> <laughs> know that motherfucker still existed. And uh, so yes. all these people start going, oh no, no, no. Satan. Like th- <laughs> yeah, these people exactly. who claim to be against this thing. They purport right. to be in opposition. And it is they that promote this stuff the most. It's right? they that put it into the world the most. It's like <laughs> Yeah, you gotta right. Be careful when, when you're exactly. fucking with monsters, man, because like you become one of them motherfuckers. Like <laughs> Nietzsche said that that's exactly what he said in those exact words. Right. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. my, anyway, your, uh, your question. We're,
0: <laughs> yeah. My, we're kind of running up out, out of time, but I do want to ask you one. My thing is uh, what were the movies and soundtracks that really influenced you and that you love the most? I know you are a big fan of Studio Ghibli. I always see you reference them in your visuals. And um, but what else do you uh, love the most?
2: Uh, well, I mean, that's uh, fucking write a list and just reel off a list. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know, you could, like, <laughs> yeah exactly but it's interesting, right? <laughs> so you go, okay, one of my favorite movies when I was little was True Romance. Mm. And at the end of True Romance, uh, they go to Cancun. They do. With their son.
0: That's And that's exactly what
2: I That's exactly <laughs> what I did. Right? Mm. That's exactly it. And I was like, oh, fuck. And when I did it, it wasn't deliberate. I didn't deliberately mm-hmm. go, I was like. Oh shit, I am literally now living in the end of that movie that I loved so much, you know? Uh so you got to be careful. Like purpose, you got to be careful. You got to be in the
1: zone just no. like manifesting your the yeah, your right? favorite movie into reality.
2: Yeah, Like Yeah, I didn't expect that to become my life. I don't I was like I was walking around here the other day like, how did I get here? <laughs> like thinking about that, I was like, all right, I I understand now how I ended up living in that squat how the fuck did I get here? But then you're like, Oh (laughs) fuck, there was all those things, all those things that I loved and romanticized. Yeah. Right. Like, so yeah. And like, so you, you, you become, that's what I was talking about. The Byzantine conduit, right? Like the sum of your experiences and what you've loved and what have you, the movies you've watched, the records you've listened to and all these things. And I keep, it's very, very important. Like I said, to keep finding new things and keep in culture. It's, Maybe maybe you like shit. It's difficult. Now everything's everything's propaganda and horrible. There's still wonderful things you can find, right? Mm-hmm. And it was cool. always the case that you had to put in effort to find good stuff. They weren't mm-hmm. I wasn't a kid and they weren't just like putting the best shit on the magazines and on top of the pops or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you had to go look for shit, right? Like you have a couple of people you have Prince and Michael Jackson who were just amazing and like that was a wonderful thing. Imagine living in a world where Prince and Michael Jackson are wandering around. But there's always something like that. We were alive at the time of Norm MacDonald. Like we got wow. to exist on earth at the same time right. as the genius norm mcdonald like mm-hmm. what a fucking blessing you know <laughs> right. like if your eyes are open you're paying attention there are wonders everywhere right and um and yeah just be careful though because like what you put in is what will come out right so if you're just going to sit there and just fucking i you know for a long time i just listened to fucking gangster rap and that became my life like all that <laughs> stuff <laughs> came into my life
0: yeah it,
2: it really uh-huh. fucking did like you gotta be careful Mm-hmm. You have you've got to have balance. There's got to be you, balance in the force, you know. <laughs> but are you going to answer my question? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was, <laughs> what was, was the question?
0: Asking, like, uh, what stuff do you like? Soundtracks? Yeah, exactly. Just what? What, what are the things that like? that really influenced you? Them? I'm just saying. And no one's ever asked you. This is me asking you. I just want to know. We the information we got to know.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
2: um, <laughs> people have asked. Um, that's some movies that was good. Uh, Akira, that's a good movie. That was very influential on me. Oh, wow. One? I imagine. Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: it's a, it's,
2: it's a wonderful life. That's a great movie. Uh, alien. Uh, for some reason, I really loved the work of Giga and, uh, mm. alien and like Blade Runner and those type joints, uh, that whole thing. Uh, and you know, like nineties, eighties, nineties anime, like so much of it, whether it was fisted and off star, whether it was gun and battle angel, Elite, uh, whether it was, uh, you know, uh, or, or say Yasura, or Bubblegum Crisis, or Dominion Tank Police, or like I loved mm-hmm. all that stuff so much. Like when I was like my son's age, 10, 11, I like, fell I loved that world. And that still now is a big part of my aesthetic. And if I look around, mm-hmm. I constantly have that on these televisions in my st- studio. Excuse me. um excused. You know, <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah, <you laughs> so I loved all that kind of stuff. I built a plaque server at Christmas, you know and Mm. uh so it's basically like my own netflix and i just put all the stuff that i loved on it i was annoyed because i couldn't it was finding it difficult to get only fools and horses i wanted to stream that at christmas Mm -hmm. and then i was like i basically just built a library i have all these fucking dvds and shit in storage all over the world it's like ridiculous uh and you you try and engage with the way they, they try and get you to engage with culture. Currently, they'd be, like, pushing crap on you. You go on some Netflix or, like, whatever, it's, like, 99% cancerous poison, you know? You can mm-hmm. be shifting through this bullshit. So I built my own Netflix, you know, and everything on it is amazing. It's so dope. You just open that shit up, and every fucking film is a classic. You know what I mean? It's fucking Silverado. It's fucking True Romance. It's fucking Pious. Mm-hmm. Fucking whatever the fuck, right? It's just bangers mm-hmm. on, bangers on, bangers. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. with the TV show, Same with the anime. I, I recommend people do that. That's what it's. You have so much power in the contemporary world to like shape your reality. Reality. But like, you, you mm-hmm. ain't got to sit there. It's like Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you ain't got to sit there and put on Netflix and suffer that swill. You don't have to. There is no cosmic law that says you have to watch this bullshit that everyone else is watching because that's the bullshit that's out this week. Oh, you g- got to watch The Last of Us because it's kind of like vaguely competent and other people are watching it. It is like poison designed to turn my daughter against me and have her chopping her tits off by the time she's 12. But like everyone else is watching it, so I should. Oh, yeah, well, I'll watch this one. It's got a cowboy in it and like I like cow. Fuck off. <laughs> don't have to. So there's so much incredible stuff. Stuff been created, yes. right? That we have access to. You ain't fucking mm-hmm. watched all the Alfred Hitchcock movies yet. Fucking yeah. build your own fucking Netflix. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. build your own fucking YouTube. Like you can. I mean, you can. or on YouTube. You can sit there and just put a whole load of dope shit on a watch list and just engage yeah, with that. 100%. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Do that shit. Take control of what's coming into your fucking skull, you retard. Gotcha, oh. <laughs>
0: gotcha. All right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would love to see maybe one of your songs in one a movie one day. That would be epic. I don't know how that can manifest, but it already it would be happened. Beautiful. So I
2: did that early. <laughs> That's why I get to be here. One I of my see. very first songs, I oh, What a glorious thing, was in uh, a movie called My Super Ex Girlfriend mm. uh, with Uma Thurman and Ezie Izard, Eddie Izzard, an early grown up superhero film. Oh, Wow! And it was that being in that that allowed me to escape my record deal with interscope at the time I got took the money I got from being in that movie to buy back my record and my capacity wow as an artist and I was Freedom. able to build my own little baby studio yeah. and make my own music and release my own stuff off mm-hmm. the back of that basically you know mm-hmm.
0: but to see like meaning wave in yeah 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 films, I agree. that's next level stuff yeah exactly hopefully knock on wood one day all right I'm out well, of it's more than
2: that it's more than that <laughs> <laughs> we're moving into a world we're moving beyond movies the things that mm. our children are going to create the art mm-hmm. form that is being developed currently by children unconsciously that will replace we'll replace move like movies didn't replace books right but mm-hmm. they superseded in a way there is a new art form being created that's uh, in which we will all be a part of telling the story and uh meaning wave will be a big part of that certainly you know and I'm very excited for that. But that's a whole amazing
0: thing. That's, an, <laughs> that's I'm out of questions. So I will leave it to you.
1: Last question. Um, no, I think that was a great way to end it. Meaning Wave is the future. Guys, mm. this has been A2 the show with Akira the Dawn. Meaning Wave is the future. Riverside FM is the future. A2 the show is the future. We are all the future. A2 the show is the future. Escape. Your, escape f- create your own reality. Escape your temptations. Don't be idiots, you know. And,
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> Discipline equals freedom. See you later. We're out.
2: <laughs> ba, 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 ba.